From the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and tonight we are getting involved with Dana Forbes. Welcome to the show, Dana. Hey, thanks for having me, George. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Dana, she is the CEO of PSIA Rocky Mountain. And Dana, we've been talking for quite a while about connecting on this show for uh, reasons of, you know, there's lots of ways that we can get involved with our divisions. There is. And, you know, I, I've been with this, this organization for over 20 years. I've been 13 years as the CEO for Rocky Mountain. But prior to moving here, I worked in the East as a children's educator, and I was also on the kids committee. So I have myself have been involved at different levels. Um, and I find that a lot of our membership, they do want to be involved, but they're just not always clear on how to do so. So what are some ways we can find out you know, what we can do. I, I think there's kind of the traditional ways we're getting certified. You know, I would love to get my divisional clinic leader, a Rocky Mountain trainer, become part of the ed staff, but maybe I can't quite get there. I'm, hopefully there would be something else I could do. I really think it, it, it matters for you to know what matters to you. Um, for example, we've got We've got a board of directors, we have discipline committees, we have fundraising committees, we do have employees that are educators and staff, but we also have a wide range of other projects. And I think what happens is people, they take their level one, maybe they take their level two, and they realize that there's so many things about this organization that they love, but if you can kind of pinpoint the one thing that you're passionate and excited about, and then connect with myself or someone else within our organization to really delve into um, what might work for you, that's the way to go. So I think a lot of people come at this with, I just want to be involved, but they're not sure how. So I think if you and I could take a few minutes to break down the different opportunities that exist out there, it might allow those who are listening to get some ideas on how they can get involved with Dana Forbes. That would be great uh, because I, I, there's so much I want to do with Rocky or with Northwest. And I don't just necessarily have to go to the website to see if there are any postings or anything up or opportunities for me to get involved. I could actually contact you. Absolutely. And, and my phone is always open and everyone in our office here is, is a great contact for that as well. Plus, we have couple of board members that sit on our executive committee that are really excited about um, sharing the vision of involvement with our membership and, and communicating the different opportunities that exist. And is this one of those things where it's kind of like there is no bad idea if, if the idea is in your mind and, and it's something you're really thinking about and something you want to do? Should people contact you with it? You know, I love that you said there is no bad idea. And for those of you who are listening who don't know, all of your PSI, ASI organizations are nonprofits. Which, and, and they were all started very grassroots-like, and we still do things that are very grassrootsy. Um, you know, we ride chairlifts just to get information and gain um, input from our membership. You know, we sit in, in our director's school directors' chairs in their offices just to find out, like, hey, how can we best support you? And so there really isn't a bad idea. And in my time with the organization, there have been things that repeatedly come up. And if I hear it enough, we certainly know that it's a niche that we need to fill. So to that point, no, there is no, there is no bad idea. And there are so many opportunities out there to help support this, this nonprofit. As a nonprofit, you know, we don't, we don't want to 
increase our expenses. So if we can minimize those by utilizing the skills that exist within our membership to help support some of our projects or some of our committees, some of those conversations or some of those opportunities to grow our funding, then we can continue to support our membership through educational funding. And, and that's something I do want to touch on is the scholarships. And we'll talk about that when we talk about getting involved with our fundraising piece. And can you give me an, an example of someone who's maybe done something like this, came to you with an idea of, you know, Dana, I'm really an expert at this. And is there any way that you can think of that you could use me or use my skills? You know, ju- actually, just recently, um, there was a gentleman and uh, he really wanted to be involved, but he, he thought the commitment of, of sitting on our board of directors, which is a requirement of a monthly call and, and three annual meetings and committees, and, and that was just a little bit too much for him. It's, it's also a three-year commitment. However, he's a lawyer, and he had reached out to one of our board members and said, you know, I'd, I'd like to help somehow. And so recently we had a call and we were discussing policies. And something that I'm working on updating are our EF bylaws. And bylaws, um, it's kind of like eating sawdust. It's about the most boring thing in the world to work <laughs> on. And, I, you know, I, I struggle with it because you do have to have certain expertise. And so I do my best to get them started. But then it, it always would require sending them to an attorney for review, which costs the organization money. And so this gentleman, he's going to play middleman for me. I got it started. I, I sent them off to him He's uh, just the other day. He is currently reviewing them as we speak he's going to hopefully get them a little bit closer so that when i send them in in final form from us to our attorney hopefully it takes just a quick review not a lot of changes and it saves the organization some money wow so again uh just someone who's approached you with a great idea and very necessary absolutely so you said something earlier, I really want to touch on this right away, scholarships. Um, as a trainer, at a director, you know, this comes up a lot. Is there any way this is very expensive for me? I'm, I'm not making a lot of money, but I really want to pursue uh, more education in PSIA, ASI. And is there any scholarship fund available? So those questions come up all the time. And um, what are some things we could do to help raise some funds for a scholarship? So I'm so glad that you asked that, George, because our scholarships are underutilized. And it's, it's kind of heartbreaking to me because it's something that's been a huge initiative of mine in my, in my tenure with the organization. And um, we have over $60,000 that we provide in educational support to our membership in our schools. And you heard me correct, $60,000 annually that we give away. Um, a majority of that, or I should say about 40,000 of that is direct support to our schools in an incredible program called the Total Training Package. That was an idea that came out of our Southern District schools and meeting with them and riding the chairs and finding out that they needed more support in, and more access to our advanced educators or our, you know, our examiners because they don't have a lot of examining staff at the resorts down in New Mexico, and so how can they access them, and how can it be affordable? And so we started this program, and um, I would say, I think it was, for, we're going into our sixth year. We have roughly 20 schools involved, which adds 200 days of training to the membership, 
at roughly 10 to 20 people a day. I think last year we reached over, we gave, we, we trained over 2,500 people for free. It's, it's, it's at a discount to the schools, but basically for free to the membership, 2,500 people were impacted by those funds alone. It's a great program, and again, it was an idea that was kind of thrown around through conversation, and we said, how can we do this? And, and fortunately, at the time and now, we, we have an educational um, fund uh, where we've taken any surplus and we've put it into that. It's kind of a healthy account that earns so much interest, and we take that interest and we put it back into that program and some of the other scholarships I'm about to talk about. And it's not that we can't continue to fund those programs, but we want to make sure we can fund them, and we want to make sure that maybe we can even grow them based on the needs of the membership. And so something that's a huge focus of ours in the next few years to come is is making the membership aware, and, and those outside of the membership, you know, those clients that we ski with, who have that opportunity to have this incredible life-changing experience with an instructor who might have some discretionary funds that they would like to donate back to a nonprofit so that we can then turn it around and give it back to those instructors who are in need, the ones that we hear that say, I just don't have the cash right now to pay for my level one or to pay for my prep course or to go for my level two, who are really desiring the education so they can be better instructors. And that's why we've established another um, $15,000 in scholarships that go directly into educating the members. And members can apply for those. It's a simple application form. And every single year, George, every year that we receive applicants, every single person who's a first-year applicant receives a scholarship. In my, in my six or seven years of giving those away, we have never had to turn anybody away. Someone has received some sort of financial support at some level to help them with their educational endeavors. How did you set this up? <laughs> um, you know, the board of directors that, that, that works with Rocky Mountain, and this is we can talk about that group a little bit because this is an area where I think some people would want to be involved. Our board of directors is, is 12 of our members, and there are nine, three from each region. So we have our southern district, we have western slope, and we have front range. And so every year you get to vote within your district to choose your representative. And then we have an additional three members on our board who are quote unquote members at large and they represent the membership as a whole. And so those members, because they are the people that are standing in the front lines with you, they're in the locker rooms with you, you know, they're too reaching into their pocket to pay for their level twos and their threes and they've they've been through the struggles or maybe they're just even newer instructors. We've had first, second year instructors sit on our board they can relate to the struggles and challenges that are out there from the membership, and therefore they're very supportive of anything that we can do to support those in need. So several years ago, you know, in in my history, I mean, I started teaching skiing when I was 15, and I came from a very small resort uh, back back east, and um, we had struggled, we struggled to access education uh, educators at our resort and every time I had to travel I had to travel like eight hours and so this is also pretty near and dear to my heart you know accessing education I was also a single mom at the time and I'll tell you if (laughs) if you build it they will come like when we (laughs) we asked for it we talked about it we found a way to fund it and we've been able to continually fund it for the last 
six or seven years. And, and the way that we, in fact, we just had a scholarship um, email that's going around right now reviewing this upcoming year's annual scholarships. And we ha- look at all of our products from our children's specialists to our freestyle specialists to level one to membership to level three preps to RMT, which is something, you know, you're, you're on a journey for. And we fund each of those roughly to the amount or I should say the percentage of membership that's attending them. So you might, we have a, you know, we, we have a lot of people go through level one in a year. So there's, there's a, a lot of the scholarship money goes towards level one. That's a big chunk of it because that's an important piece. But then, you know, a lot goes towards our level two and three preps because that's another big thing or a day of our level two and three exams. And so we've kind of spread that out evenly across um, our different products that people desire and need support for. And so we're in the, in the process of reviewing that right now. And then um, I'd say within the next couple of weeks, those applications will be up online. So would this be something where maybe I could get involved by coming up with an idea for a fundraiser or something along those lines? Absolutely. So our board recently formed a fundraising committee because we've never been extremely aggressive or active with fundraising. And recently I had the opportunity to spend some time with Kirsten Hewitt out in Northwest, but we were actually at Sun Valley doing an interdivisional symposium. And I got to watch fundraising in rare form it was so cool they they had a bunch of um products that 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 the membership had donated to a silent auction and then they had a bunch of products that our um, partners and sponsors had donated and so they sold raffle tickets they had a silent auction and they did a couple of other things to raise some money for their educational foundation and i was extremely impressed with the commitment from the membership to kind of pay it forward. You know, those members had at some point been supported and they thought, you know what, I, I'm, I'm a fisherman and I, and I have all these this canned salmon, you know, that I have and I'm going to bring this and donate it to this auction and then somebody comes and they bid on it. So it wasn't just ski gear, it was a little bit of everything. But I watched this all happen and in the course of the night, I mean, and Kirsten, if you're listening and I misquote, I mean, they raised seven or $8,000 in in just by the help and the of uh, and support of again our partners and our our members and so i thought you know we need to do more as a division to bring awareness to our membership um and again i know this podcast is listened by all divisions but so if you're involved in any division you should be asking how can i help are there, you know, are there raffle tickets I can sell? Is there, do I have a connection with something valuable, something might, somebody might want to bid on in a raffle and see how you can reach out and support. So our fundraising committee that we put together are looking at a couple of different ways in which to try to do some different types of fundraisers. And there's a really cool one that I'm working on with, um, with, we're starting it at Angel Fire and, and, it's going to be better than the ice bucket challenge that we saw, which was a, a major fundraiser for MS um, years ago on the internet. And these these kids in Angel Fire Resort have benefited greatly from our scholarships and our total training pass program. And they're really excited to do what they can to start to bring awareness to the division um, and all the other ski schools across the division in hopes to give back. They want to help raise some money so that they assure that the people that come behind them at their ski schools and other ski schools have an opportunity to access funds and in support to their education. And so they've got some really great ideas to taunt and compete with some of the other ski schools 
to do some fundraising this winter. So you're going to see a lot of that on social media in the next few months. So we can donate our skills. We can bring our skills to our division. We can come up with ideas for fundraising. What are some other ways we could get involved, Dana? So there's there there's also our board of directors, which I, I touched on just a little bit. And I'm, I, I want to just re-clarify the commitment to that. Uh, and you and George and you and I spoke about our board. You asked me yesterday prior to this call if that was something that would work out for you. And so our board is comprised of different membership throughout the division. Um, annually, we have an election. So you, the board members serve a three-year term. So every year, there are four positions that reopen, one from each district and then a member at large. And so uh, I encourage you, if, if being involved with vision and policy is something that sounds appealing to you, then I encourage you to get on the board. But what I have seen over the years is people who are really passionate about education or they'd like to see some changes, say, in our certification process um, or they want to see you know, more funds available, they, they get on the board, but what they don't realize is the board really doesn't handle operations. Operations is my domain. And while I also am a part of the board, um, then the board guides me in, in vision and direction. Operationally, the decisions regarding education, say changes to our certification exams or funding of, of different types of scholarships, that's going to happen within the operational domain. So I think where people, where I've seen some um, misunderstandings or, or maybe a, a misquest is somebody like yourself who is an avid educator and you're very involved at your school, obviously, with training. And, you know, then you think, oh, I want to be on the board because that's, you know, that's, that's how I impact that piece. But it really isn't. And so, again, policy, vision, strategic planning, that is our board. If you are interested in the educational domain and you really um, you want to see an improvement in, in something along those lines, maybe you're really passionate about children's education and you're maybe even on that journey to become a children's examiner, but you're not quite there yet, there's still opportunities. I mean, we are constantly editing video. We are rewriting exam questions. We are, you know, we are writing course outlines. We're always doing things to be progressive for all of our different disciplines, and we have a lot of different disciplines. Uh, so whatever your discipline of choice is, then, and if it's an educational focus that, that you want to be a part of, that's where you would want, that's the direction you would want to go at. And like I said, maybe you have a special skill. Maybe you're really good at video editing. And that is something that we are as a division struggling with. We just don't have the expertise in that. So we either have to hire someone to help us do that or we're looking for volunteers to help with that. Well, Dana, this has been great. We've gotten a lot of information from you. I would love if we can line up some interviews with people that uh, are actually helping out in certain ways and also some of the board members to hear what's going on there. And I'd like to get that uh, going with all of our divisions, if at all possible. Absolutely. I think that's really the, the best way for individuals who are listening to this and want to be involved. If it's educational, I can put you in contact with our director of education. If it's a certain skill set that you have and I've mentioned it, then you know, reach out to me. If it's the board, I'd, I'd love to put you in touch with one of our board members in, in, in the meantime. However, I think if we can have those people, George, speaking directly to the membership as I am right now, really explaining what it's like to be involved in whatever 
area that they're involved in, I think that that will bring a little truer to whoever is listening to see if that's where they see themselves being involved. Well, Dana, I sure appreciate you reaching out to do this podcast. I look forward to some more of these with you. And uh, thanks very much. Hey, thanks, George. And thanks to all the membership who are listening and just becoming more aware of how to be involved because it really does mean a lot to us as a nonprofit organization to have your support and to have your skills. And so I look forward to hearing from you. My email is simply Dana, D-A-N-A, at P-S-I-A-R-M.org. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.